What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back for another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the presidential campaign, this next upcoming election, 2024. And I believe we were talking about it in regards to the rumored statement from Ice Cube talking about how black people need to abandon the Democratic Party. And I remember mentioning that if people want to run, if people want to throw their hat in the ring, they need to do it now. We're not standing for nobody waiting until uh, September of 2024, a couple days before it's time to cast the ballots and then to start saying, well, what about, or we don't have any viable options. Joe Biden isn't it. I remember saying, if you know somebody, you need to put your people up now. Apparently, Cornell West listen to black news podcast. And I know he did not, but for the sake of him doing what I said, okay, we're going to act like he heard me talking about on a black news podcast. Cornell West announced that he is running for president for 2024. Now, if you do not know who Cornell West is, Cornell West is an activist. He is uh, within politics. He is a philosopher. He is ingrained in uh, uh, topics in re- regarding race, equality, uh, gender class w- amongst black people. He has been very outspoken for his entire life about things regarding our people, the struggle, advancement and whatnot. He has had radio programs. He's been on talk shows. He has been online. If you know anything about black people within the political space, you should know who Cornell West is saying that because I was on Instagram looking at um, his posts. I think they reposted it on one of the, like the blogs and people were like, who is that? We don't know who that is. Who is that? You don't know how that is. If you one of these people and you do not know who Cornell West is, I don't want to hear you talking about politics at all. Not to say that Cornell West is like the guy, but you can't speak on certain things if you don't know certain things. And if you don't even at least know who Cornell West is, you are not able to have any discussion about political standing and where we are within politics moving forward. We, we no longer having discussions with people who just don't really be knowing stuff. You're going to have to read up and come to the discussion. If we're going to be reading, you're going to have to read too. That's like, if we're going to be in class, I can't show up to class. If I have, if I'm doing the homework, you can't show up and want to jump in the conversation. If you ain't turning the homework in, you got to turn the homework in. Okay. Now, how do I feel about it? Honestly, I don't know. Okay. One, Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. And I say that because... Regardless of Joe Biden's age, regardless if you don't think he is a viable candidate, it has, from my recollection since I've been alive, when it comes time for a re-election cycle, the Democratic Party has never broken away from the sitting president. 
in regards to them running for reelection. They have not done that. And while Cornell, Cornell West is not running as a Democrat, he's running for, I believe what he said is the people's party in order. The way the political system is, is set up. It is a two party system. Yes. People run as independence and green party, but the bulk of the voters come from those two parties. So in order at this point, from where we standing right now in 2023 for someone to basically overstep Joe Biden and become the front runner running against the Republican nominee, they would then have to get all of those, um, enough votes to be able to viably run and have a, an opportunity to win if they want backing from the Democratic Party as a structure, not Democrats individually in the world or in the United, the United States. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Meaning Dr. Cornell West can run and be the third person on the ballot come 2024. If he wants to run as the only other option against the Republican challenger, the Democratic Party would have to pick him over Joe Biden and they wouldn't do that the same way when Bernie Sanders was running when Hillary was running Bernie was get had more of, of the popular I won't even say popular vote he had more of the people backing him but from my understanding the Democratic Party still sided with Hillary because Hillary was a lifetime um, Democrat Bernie was an independent And you can't just decide one day that you're going to be independent and expect the entire structure to then back you over somebody that they've been riding with for 40 years. It's politics. This ain't, this ain't our like homegirl or homeboy friend circle. This is politics, meaning it's business. There's a different set of structure, loyalty, rules, obligations, whether they're written rules, unsaid rules, y'all know what it is. So for Cornell West's sake, what I think is going to happen, because it's still early, if Cornell West declaring now keeps up and picks up steam and and makes it from now, June 2023, and keeps a momentum or gains a momentum for a year straight, then he gets put on that ticket, you can pretty much guarantee that the Republican nominee will win because Cornell West will take away votes from the Democratic candidate, the nominee, which will be Joe Biden. The same way Jill Stein did when um, Hillary ran. And get, what was the, the dude, why do that? Gary John, what was Gary? Some him too. So I have mixed feelings about all of this. I'm happy that Cornell is jumping out there and, 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 and doing this. I'm happy that we mixing it up. I'm happy that we are starting to build third parties and fourth parties because we need to branch out beyond the two party structure. We need it. However, I'm afraid because I don't care who running against Trump, Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, whoever throw their hat and it becomes the Republican nominee. 
their parties, their policies are so dangerous at this point. I do not feel like fighting tooth and nail for some, just for someone to lose because they did not have enough votes. And now we are literally screwed. That's why I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to feel about it. Again, DeSantis in Florida, basically black history out of schools. They can't teach it. They can't talk about it. They have an immigration ban. I don't personally have a problem with immigration policy. You want to come over here, start a better life, have fun. Come on over. Okay. Watch your back. Cause we got the, we got a police problem, but if that's what you want to do, come on over. I don't have a problem with certain things like that, but now in Florida, you can just carry your gun. You, you don't, you can't get no abortion. Somebody rape you, you screwed. You're going to have to have a baby. Like there's certain things that are happening within that Republican space that if we allow that to seep in into the rest of the country, we are all screwed. So I am very interested to see how this plays out. I honestly think that maybe within a couple of election cycles, by couple, I mean more than a handful, then we may actually have a viable three, four party system, but it takes time to get to that point. So maybe Cornell West is starting that, that charge, right? Where now we got three party system. If this one's viable, maybe then somebody else will pop up with another party and then it'll even the playing field where you just don't have to pick one or the other. I also think that what this will do for uh, for people in the Joe Biden camp, it'll force him to start to reactivate talking points in support of black people. Because what you can't do is have a black candidate talking about black issues and how it affect black people and both the other parties just sitting back, not saying shit. They're going to have to now step up and start to say things. But then as black people, what we need to start doing is start charging for our vote. I've said this a long time ago. We need a pack. Black people need a pack. Packs and super packs are how stuff get done low key and basically high key because everybody seems to know this. We need somewhere we can put our money out together, raise millions of dollars. And then when it comes time for elections, we can then go to the table with something versus giving our vote away for free. We can say, you need us to win your election. We need these things. You also need donors and finances. We will give you money and back you in exchange for the things on our list. Deal? To me, that's where we also need to head. But overall, what do y'all think about this situation? Do y'all think Cornell West is going to last for an entire year and keep up steam until we get to the actual like meat of the presidential election in 2024? Let me know your thoughts. And do you have another candidate that you feel like should throw their hat in the ring as well as a third party option? Let me know. Hit me up at Cornelia on social media. Shannon Sharp announced maybe this or last week that he has come to an agreement in terms in regards to leaving Undisputed, which is the show that he was on with Skip Bayless. And while this isn't necessarily an important topic or it isn't like the most pressing thing, just quickly highlighting it for the sake of talking about 
when it's time to leave something, y'all, let's leave the situation. We, when it's time, when you're not feeling respected and you're not feeling valued and when you come onto a platform or a situation or a job or a, or a relationship, partnership, and you have grown that space, but over time you start to realize that that space doesn't really respect you, it's okay to move on. It's okay to, 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 to step out and to do something different. It's okay to pivot. And in his case, it seemed like when I, I don't watch undisputed often, I watch the clips online. Let me tell you, Shannon Sharp, that he good TV. Some people are really great TV. You either, you know, they'd be saying you either got it or you don't. That's, that's real. You either got it or you don't. And Shannon Sharp, he got it because he gets it. He gets the idea of authenticity and your personality is what drives your, your, like your personal business. He gets it. So in his case, he going to be completely fine. He has flipped that opportunities into an overall branding experience. His, his podcast club Shay Shay, I believe on YouTube, he got over a million subscribers. That's crazy for a podcast. Listen, so, you know, while this isn't, again, like a long drawn out like topic, it is a point to share with you all. Like I said, if it's time to leave, you ain't feeling respected or valued. It's okay to move on and find something else. Okay. There's something, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Let me say, sometimes the grass is greener. And we all know that Shannon Sharp is going to land on his feet. He also got to take his podcast with him. So that's coming up off the network too. And I remember bringing that up on Black News. We talked about Red Table Talk. And I said this to like young creators or people who, even if you're not young, you starting off in the business, make sure you own your content. Make sure you own the name, you own the rights so that if something does happen, the network shut down, you want to leave, anything happens, you get fired, you quit, that you can take it and you can take it and move it somewhere else. Because in the, in the paperwork, okay, in the paperwork, they be trying to, they be trying to keep your stuff. They be trying to keep it. So I'm glad. And of course, Shannon Sharp got lawyers. You just need a good lawyer. Um, I'm glad he was able to pick up his podcast as well and take that with him wherever he lands. So shout out to him. And on another note, God, there was some news that Jamel Hill will be leaving her Spotify deal because she got an overall deal with them to produce and create other podcasts within their networks, their network. As you know, she has her current show. Jamel is unbothered, which is really good. Um, but she's ending their partnership with that. And she's also taking that. It sounds like elsewhere. So kudos for both of them for doing what they got to do. I don't know the terms of, 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 of Jamel's people were online on like Twitter, like spreading misinformation to the point where she was chiming in saying that's not true. And y'all do, you know, people were in the comments arguing with her about whether it was true or not when she was the one who said, no, it's not true. How you going to argue with the person who actually living and going through the experience about something being true or not people crazy, but Shout out to both them. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what's next in both situations. Um, but what do y'all think? What do y'all predict? Stephen A. Smith threw out the fact that he would be more than happy for Shannon Sharp to join him on first take. But let me say this. If both of them team up, that's going to be the loudest show in sports. I'm talking about turn the volume all the way down. Okay. You ain't going to have to have a volume on to know that they yelling. <laughs> 
they're going to be the loudest duo in sports. Okay. While it may be a good time, them brothers going to be fussing. So I don't know if that's the best, (laughs) the best route, but if so, Hey, I'm here for it. Let me know what y'all think about the situation. Um, Hit me up on social media with your thoughts. We as people on social media this past week received the tragic news that Miss Jackie O passed away at the age of 32 years young. Y'all, tragic. She was most notably known from her time on Wild and Out. She also was the partner of DC Youngfly comic, also on Wild and Out, also a part of 85 South with Carlos and Chico Bean. They have three very, very, very young children, a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 10-month-old together. And it is rumored that she died after she got cosmetic surgery somewhere in Miami, in Miami area. They were saying it's like a BBL. Now, while I don't know the the details about the specific procedure, regardless of what it was, that is just, is just, just really heartbreaking. And I am, and again, rest in peace and prayers up to everybody who knew Jackie O and was friends with her, loved her and supported her. Cause I, y'all, I can't imagine now I did not, the comedy community in the comedy adjacent community is very connected. I did do not know though, a lot of comics who are not what I, and I'm doing air quotes, LA comics, meaning that they didn't start in LA or put down roots in LA comedy. I don't really know them personally. Um, it's same with like a, a lot of, I don't know, like, so like the LA comics, I know them, but I don't know a lot of Atlanta comics or New York comics. I know the Chicago comics that are out here. So I did not personally ever get to interact with Jackie O or even DC and that crew. But I do have friends and associates who work on Wild and Out, who are friends with those, their groups and being adjacent to them. It, from the, from my standpoint, it is just as heartbreaking to, to see all of this unfold and play out. So it sounds like Jackie O posted online that she was in Miami getting uh, some cosmetic surgery, allegedly, because I don't know the details. We're just going off of what things have will be pieced together because we still haven't officially really heard from DC Young Fly. There was a statement put out where he said, um, we are, or no, that was um, the wild and out statement. It said, we are deeply saddened by the passing of Jacqueline Smith, known to the world as Jack Yo, a talented wild and out family member whose impact will forever be treasured and missed. So again, it sounded like from what they pieced together that she was in Miami getting surgery. And after surgery, again, allegedly, I'm just going off of what I, I heard she was fine after surgery, went back to a hotel. Cause you know, you have to, there's a, a, a recruitment, like a recoupment or recovery process. Once you get major surgery like that, like a BBL or a mommy makeover. And then they were, she was found unresponsive 
And then the police, the ambulance, paramedics were called. And then she died that night. Tragic. And so I'm not going to take this time to, I'm not going, because I people online were like sh- doing cosmetic surgery, shaming and body shaming. And, and, you know, all of, it was just a lot of negative chatter around this outside of just offering support and condolences. But let me say this, because I don't think people really understand, or maybe they do. But when you, when you're not in it, you really don't know how it feels. There is so much pressure to be in the entertainment industry. Let me say that again. There is so much pressure to be in the entertainment industry. And there is so much pressure on you when you're in the entertainment industry. Not only do you have to work on your craft, you have to be good at it. You got to keep hustling and keep going after opportunities because it's a, a lifetime hustle. You always hunting for food and by food, I mean your next gig. And when it comes to body image, it is even more taxing because whether people like to say this or not, people on TV and on screen and now on social media are held to a higher physical and beauty standard than people out in the world. And unfortunately it's starting to trickle out into people in the world because you see people who aren't, aren't even in the business seeing feeling the need to do things to themselves to kind of keep up and keep up with that image. But in entertainment, you are literally competing and I'm doing air quotes with competing against the most beautiful and talented people in the world. You, there's always somebody with a better face. There's always somebody with a, a bigger butt. There's always somebody with perkier tits. It's always somebody with a wider, straighter smile. There's always something. And the expectation to, to live up to that comes down from lots of people within the industry. There is validation, bookings, exposure that comes with this ideal look or these ideal uh, archetypes of people and of women hell men even go i know some men out here who have eating disorders because they are trying to keep up with this body image and this standard of being a man in in hollywood and needing to maintain a certain physical physique it's on both sides and you know when you see men with eating disorders yes it's common but to see it as much that tells you there's something wrong. So before we judge anybody for, for doing something and putting themselves at risk for trying to just make themselves feel better about their bodies or their looks, just pause and, and think about what they may be going through to get to that point. Sometimes it ain't that deep. Sometimes you just want bigger boobs. You're like, you know what? I don't like my titties. I'm going to get some boobs. I got, I got me an extra couple thousand dollars. You know what? Let me throw this out here. Give me some Give me some, uh, some D cups. Sometimes it's that simple. But sometimes you literally get pressure from all sides within this business. And to the point where you feel like you have to do these things to keep up. I'm not saying this was Jackie O's circumstances. I don't know that that woman I'm talking about the pressures that people put on women and men in the entertainment industry and also adding in on social media, seeing 
everybody on there and feeling like in order for me to win, I just got to keep doing these things. Again, I don't necessarily just hearing about Jackie O and from her and like statements from her friends. It doesn't seem like that was the case. It could be just as simple as her. Having, you know, after you had three kids, yo, the body ain't, bo- you know, you'd be like, listen, I want to tighten up a little bit, get a little, mm-mm, little suck on the side, a little, suck a little fat up and lift these boobs, a little boobs to like that. Sometimes you just want to look good and feel good about yourself. But in cases where it's an industry pressure, I would charge the viewers at home and the listeners at home and people consuming entertainment. I would charge us all to be a little more kinder to the people we see in the public light when they don't look how we think they should look, not saying anything negative and accepting people for who they are because life is hard enough. Imagine your life being hard and now adding the pressure of a industry standard on top of it. It's too much. It's too much. So with all of that said, that was just a long statement, but just be kinder to people. Okay. And this, especially in regards to people shaming young women for doing what they feel like they got to do. I just can't, I just don't like it. And I don't want to stand for that anymore. In regards to Jackie O and her family, prayers to them. It's hard losing a friend. It's hard losing a family member. It's hard losing somebody young. I know. I don't, hey, I done been there. It's hard. But any condolences that we can all, and positive vibes that we can send their way to the family, DC Young Fly and his children, let's do that. Hit me up on social media with your thoughts. Um, You can find me at Cornelia. On this week's episode of Black News, we talked about Cornell West throwing his hat into the ring in regards to the 2024 presidential election. It's still 2023, so we have a lot of time, but interested to see where things land as we get closer and closer and closer to the actual election and campaign. We also talked about Shannon Sharp leaving Undisputed and the discussion around where he's going to land and what's next for him. And last, we sent well wishes to the family and friends of Miss Jackie O who passed away at the young age of 32. Let me know what you thought about all of these topics, some or none, and we'll check back with you guys next time. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you again so much for sticking with us, supporting the podcast, liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard, rating five stars and leaving a comment. It helps more than you know. So I really, really appreciate it. And keep sharing Black News with all of your friends and family. Be sure to hit me up on social media if you got ideas for topics. Or just hit me up in general to let me know you've been listening. Let me know your thoughts. I'm at Cornelia on all platforms across the board. That's at Cornelia, like Kenny and Ophelia. Also check my website. I got some shows coming up in Los Angeles County, 
hopefully get on the road soon but for now if you're in the la area hit me up check canelia.com for show dates and details and as always thanks again so much guys i hope you have a fantastic week keep supporting keep growing keep building keep staying safe and keep staying healthy as always again i'll see you back here next time same time same place bye